This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, reporting Democrats were singing in the House chamber, but not in praise of legislation about to pass. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. We are not completely equal. Democratic Representative Christopher Benjamin joined other Democrats in decrying the individual freedom bill, limiting how things like race can be talked about in schools and businesses. The parental rights and education bill was up for a House vote, too. But Democrat Michelle Rayner was sticking with the don't say gay label. If it talks like a duck and if it walks like a duck and it's a duck. So that means you are homophobic and are transphobic. But when it came to both bills, Republicans continued to claim they don't know what all the fuss is about. Critics are claiming that we're banning discussion about families and schools, that we're banning the teaching of history, that we're outing students. Members, this is all fiction. The truth is, both bills won House approval. Governor Ron DeSantis gave a big speech on the opening day of the CPAC convention in Orlando. We'll have highlights. And Charlie Crist is not accepting new polls about his chances against DeSantis in November. A poll today is uh, not as valuable as a poll on November the 8th. More from a Zoom roundtable Crist held on what's happening in Florida schools is coming up. But first, the two big culture war bills backed by Governor Ron DeSantis came up for votes in the Florida House and both passed. No surprise there. Debate over HB 7, the Individual Freedom Bill, and HB 1557, the Parental Rights and Education Bill, continued to be pretty heated. No surprise there either. The Individual Freedom Bill was the first up for a vote. This is what Governor Ron DeSantis called Stop Woke Legislation, aimed at not making people feel bad about themselves when they hear about bad things their fellow citizens have done. So, many Democrats, like Christopher Benjamin use their debate time to tell some uncomfortable history. 58. That's the amount of years that black people have been full citizens of the United States. A state now, a country that is now a few centuries old. And for a people who have been here from its inception, we have been free and equal under the law for 58 years. M.O. King, that's Dr. Martin Luther King, was asked by a reporter of NBC whether he believed 10 years later, after he had a dream, whether white people had given up on the struggle for equality. And he said that they had mostly vacillated, that a white ambivalence has existed since the founding of America, and that most white Americans are only comfortable with seeing equality go but so far. He said it is easier to integrate a lunch counter than to guarantee an annual income to get rid of poverty for the Negro and all poor people. He said it's easier to integrate a bus than it is to make genuine integration a reality. 
and make quality education a reality in our schools. He said it's easier to integrate a public park than to get rid of the slums and the ghettos in America. He said we have moved from a struggle for decency to a struggle for genuine, genuine equality. He was then asked, what is it about the Negro as compared to any other immigrant group that somehow they get around these issues of prejudice that the Negro finds it difficult to do in America? He said part of it is because the thingifying of a person. He said without devaluing them, when you use something for a means to an end, at the moment you make it a thing. The fact is that the Negro was a slave in this country for 240 years, and that was a willful thing that was done, and that led to the thingification of the Negro, so he was not looked upon as a person. He was not looked upon as a human being with the same status and worth as other human beings. He says, so slavery was justified racially, morally, theoretically, biologically, scientifically, and every other thing else that you can think of. He said, the Negro sits special in America because only the Negro in America had been enslaved on American soil. No other group had had to contend with his color being the stigma. Republican Alex Andrade drew some groans from Democrats when he said he felt opposition to the legislation had less to do with history and more to do with victimhood. Friends, I don't see this bill as a oppressive bill or even really a bill about civil rights necessarily, I see this as a free market bill in the marketplace of ideas. And I see the concern today in debate against this bill as fear that the market cornered on victimhood is suddenly being jeopardized. Democrat Michelle Rayner was having none of that victimhood talk. I, too, sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes. But I laugh and eat well and grow strong. And tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America. Langston Hughes. I, too, am America. Just as my colleagues are here on the back row and those who are in the front and those who are on their phones right now. I, too, am America. Just like those who have sought to tell me and tell my colleagues how we should feel in this moment. I too am America about those saying we black folks want to cling on to victimhood. We don't want to cling on to victimhood. We want you to see us. We want you to see us because I too, we too are America. And so I understand that this bill is going to pass. And I understand that may, many of you do not care about the lived experiences that many of my colleagues have had. And I understand that many of you do not care about the lived experiences of my father who survived Jim Crow South. 
and became an engineer and made sure his children could be educated. And my mother who became a social worker. And many of you do not even care that even last year regarding a bill about race, I was called the N-word. Because if you did, this bill wouldn't even be here. But guess what? Thanks be to God, I too am America. Rayner was right, of course. The Stop Woke Bill, officially the Individual Freedom Bill, was passed by the House on party lines. Next up, parental rights and education. What Democrats like Orlando's Carlos Guillermo Smith call the Don't Say Gay Bill. Members, many of you who have known me for many years... You know that I always wear this rainbow ribbon on my lapel. And you know why I wear it. It was created by Ben Johansson of the Orlando Ribbon Project in solidarity with those who were impacted by the tragedy at Pulse Nightclub. 49 mostly LGBTQ people of color who were murdered by hate in my community. That's why I wear it. And today, I had a few people come up to me who saw the ribbon was upside down. And they notified me that I should fix it. But I told them I meant for it to be upside down as a symbol that the LGBTQ community in Florida is in distress. The legislation attempts to limit discussion in schools about LGBTQ issues. But Republicans like Aaron Grawl say it's to put those discussions where they belong with parents. I stand up for families. And that's what we, and we hear all of this debate on these issues that parents are terrible and parents are dangerous and parents will harm their children. And I do not accept that premise. And where is the due process in that? Why does the bureaucracy get to decide that we are all dangerous, that we don't love our children, that we don't have their best interests in mind, that we should be excluded from this conversation? Parents should be right in the middle of this conversation if a child is going through something like this, not people who work at school, not people who are not invested in their child the way that a parent is. That's what this is about. This is about you must include the parent in these conversations. And the forms exist, so when people want to say there's, there's no examples, they're out there, I don't know what else to do. There's lawsuits that have been filed because there's been real harm that children and families have experienced. But our, child, our schools are systematically interfering with the parent-child relationship. And if this form was in schools about transitioning a child from one religion to another, you better believe everybody in this room would be upset. What if that was happening in our schools? And that's what the bill says. The bill says a school district may not adopt procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about his or her student's mental, emotional, physical health or well-being. Republican Juan Fernandez Barquin took things a little further. We have children as young as six years old being taught radical leftist gender theory. And that is frightening. Democrat Michelle Rayner argued that there's really no reason for this legislation. And to her, that's not good news. 
What is age appropriate? What is classroom instruction? And in fact, I haven't heard the bill sponsor or anybody else give me examples as to what classroom instruction is and to as to why classroom instruction has, why this bill has been brought up. Representative Harding, I'm speaking. I have not heard the bill sponsor tell me what example has happened in recent history that we have to have this bill. I've had no examples, so I cannot only surmise that it's because you don't care and gay folks and LGBT folks and trans folks don't matter. So I'm here to tell the LGBTQ babies who are watching, you matter. I see you. You are loved. You are perfect just the way you are. I know you are getting told right now in this room that you are less than. But God made you beautiful and special just the way you are. If you are trans, how you show up, and I'm speaking to that aid that comes into this capital every day. And that has to fight and is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen and known. You are special. You are seen and you are appreciated. And to the other folks that work here in this capital and have to endure listening to this legislation, you are seen, you are worthy, and you are beautiful. And I'm speaking to my wife who's standing right there, who's sitting right there rather. You are seen. You are loved and you are beautiful. So I know y'all are going to vote up on this bill and I'm not giving you a pass because if you vote up on this bill, if, if it talks like a duck and if it walks like a duck and it's a duck. So that means you are homophobic and are transphobic. So you, you deal with that how you may vote no on this bill. You know how that went. The House approved the parental rights and education bill along party lines. In a media scrum immediately after the votes, Brandon Wolf of Equality Florida was visibly shaken. Five and a half years ago, I escaped Pulse nightclub with my life. I was so lucky that day. I was so lucky to see a sliver of light in the back of the room from a door that I didn't even know existed. I was so lucky at a moment when I wish I'd gotten a chance to say goodbye to my parents, to find a way out. But 49 people were not so lucky, including my best friends, Drew and Juan. You might know part of their stories. You know that they were underneath a disco ball when a man charged in the front door and unloaded 110 rounds into the club. You might know that between the two of them, they took 19 of those rounds. You might know that they never came home to say goodbye to their parents. But more important than how they died is how they lived. They were loving, compassionate, caring people. They liked anime and electronic music. They made drinks just a little too strong. And they were proudly, openly LGBTQ members of our community. Their stories deserve to be told. 
While the House was approving the bills he inspired, Governor Ron DeSantis was in Orlando to help kick off the annual Conservative Action Conference. The governor used the opportunity to serve up some more culture war red meat, lashing out at the left. Their goal is not to make our country great. It's to marginalize the conservative half of the country. They want us to be powerless. They want us to be voiceless. They want us to be second-class citizens. And what are these ideological aims? The woke is the new religion of the left. And this is what they have in mind. That's why they want CRT, because they want to divide the country. That's why they remove statues of Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt. Take George Washington's name off schools because they want to erase that history. They want to delegitimize our founding institutions and they want to replace that with their left-wing ideology as the foundational principles of our modern-day society. Wokeism is a form of cultural Marxism. It is not just about raising taxes or bad economic policy. It's about tearing at the fabric of our society and trying to replace it with something that will be much, much more sinister. And the problem that we face as conservatives is a lot of major institutions in our country have become infected with this woke virus. And everybody is in on this woke plot, according to DeSantis. Universities, corporate America, big tech, government bureaucracy, and the media. You look at the corrupt and dishonest legacy media in this country and what they're doing to divide us and what they're doing to prop up the regime. They are not in the business of telling the truth. They're in the business of spinning partisan narratives to be able to benefit their side. They don't speak truth to power. They're defending the regime in power. And if you speak up, they come after you. They'll smear you. They'll defame you. All they do day after day is concoct a blizzard of lies to try to deceive the American people. And make no mistake, that's going to intensify leading up to November. They're going to try to think, do anything they can to relieve the blame off Biden and to try to fool the American people into keeping Democrats in office. We're not going to let them do it, but that's what we're facing. Still to come at CPAC, former President Donald Trump. Congressman and gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist held a Zoom workshop with members of his parents for Crist Group. Of course, the talk was all about what the state legislature is up to in relation to what can be taught and how, and cutting back funds for schools that kept mask mandates. People don't want our schools to be attacked. They want them to be supported. They want a governor who understands that we have great professionals throughout the Sunshine State whether they're school board members, whether they're teachers, principals, parents, uh, all of these combined uh, care deeply about our public school system in Florida. And the governor seems to want to purposely and intentionally inject politics, uh, talking about, you know, what you can't talk about in our school system, the history that you can't refer to, um, you know, the don't say gay. I I mean, you know, it's all negative. It's all negative stuff. And speaking of negative stuff, a new University of North Florida poll shows Governor Ron DeSantis with a 21-point lead over Crist, 55 to 34 percent. Crist brushed that off. I can tell you the polling that we have seen, um, starting with the primary, uh, have us uh, at a a very strong lead at this point in time. Uh, As it relates to us vis-a-vis Governor DeSantis, uh, pretty much a dead heat in most of the polls I have seen. Some with us up, some with him, you know, us down. Um, But, you know, it's a long way to the election. 
And a poll today is uh, not as valuable as a poll on November the 8th. Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The House is scheduled to hold a floor session. Also, the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind Board of Trustees will meet after holding committee meetings in St. Augustine. The Revenue Estimating Conference will hold an impact conference this morning involving estimating costs of legislation. The Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine will meet at 9 this morning. An investiture ceremony will be held for Florida State University President Richard McCullough, who started in the job in August. Senator Rick Scott is holding a coffee and conversation roundtable this morning in Miami to highlight his new Rescue America plan. The Republican National Committee will open its Black American Community Center in Jacksonville today. GOP Chairman Ronan McDaniel will be at this community center grand opening, all part of the RNC's multi-million dollar investment in expanding its presence and engagement efforts with black voters in Jacksonville. And early voting will start Saturday in the March 8th special elections in Senate District 33 in Broward County and House District 88 in Palm Beach County. Democrat Rosalind Osgood and Republican Joseph Carter are running for the Senate seat, which opened because former Senator Perry Thurston, a Democrat, ran in a special election for a congressional seat. Democrat Tay Edmonds and Republican Garina Torres are running for the House seat, which opened because former state Democratic Rep Omari Hardy ran for the congressional seat. Finally, what's the recipe for insurrection? Well, maybe a gluten-free TV chef out of Dunedin has the answer. She's been arrested on charges related to storming the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th insurrection. The AP reports that Carol Kaczynski, who has a monthly episode on the nationally syndicated show Daytime, was arrested at a Dunedin home where she lives with Joe Hennigan, who was also arrested. Kaczynski and Hennigan were charged with four federal offenses, including entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds that would be the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. According to the criminal complaint, FBI agents connected GPS data from a mobile device to Kaczynski and Hennigan and later compared surveillance video from the Capitol to driver's license and social media images of the two. Surveillance images show them holding their phones as they walk down hallways and in the Capitol Rotunda. Besides appearing on television, Kaczynski runs a website called Simply Gluten Free. Not so free at the moment, though. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again Monday as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.